All right, so Mickey and I watched Barbarian, and the new movie that's uh, out on HBO Max, which we, we call it a horror movie, Mickey. Caitlin, you want to chime in? Was it a horror movie? I thought you were doing the Winchester podcast. Yeah, this this sounds like more fun to talk about. Oh, okay. No, it wasn't a horror movie. It was scary. Okay, it, was, it wasn't really scary, but I mean, it was fucked up. It was it was really good because we were... Well, never mind. Yeah, it was. You, uh, we're gonna fully spoil it, so if you haven't seen it, like log off now. But it is a movie in which a cave woman breastfeeds Justin Long. It's pretty fucked up, right? Uh, a lot of murders, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we went in this movie uh, mostly blind. Um, I had heard about it like three times on Halloween, and that it just came out. So we went uh, uh, went home and we we watched it, and yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a slasher fic. It wasn't ghosty. It wasn't scary per se. But it was. It was just. It was. A, it was a wild ride. It was a lot of fun. It reminded me. Uh, I used to go to movie six like way back in the day with some friends when movies were like a dollar and a quarter and we'd just see whatever was next. And this was like pre-internet days. Uh, so really, if you if there were some obscure movies, the only way that you would have seen trailers to them was on like other movies. And we showed up and we watched very bad things which we had never heard of and, and kind of similar it's just like what the fuck are we watching this is just so out there and that's that's kind of like how this movie was so what, what's the premise caitlin uh, airbnb people you go stay no you go stay at an airbnb in a shady neighborhood and well, we don't she doesn't even know it's a shady neighborhood to start really the, the premise you're asking the premise yeah. that's how it started Oh, it started just different than a premise. Right. Well, I mean, the premise is two people are booked for the same Airbnb at the same time, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, in a nutshell. So, if you haven't seen it, it's on HBO Max. So, if you have that, just go watch it because we're going to run down the whole movie. And there's there's a lot of twists, a lot of turns, and we will spoil them all. So, uh, check it out if you want to check it out. And with that in mind... Okay, so we open with like some really dramatic chord, like operatic, which lets you know that you're uh, you're in a horror movie. Which I don't know. I kind of wish that it it didn't necessarily start like that, and it just walked with her like being in the car, and it's rainy and it's dark. And uh, anyway, our our heroine Tess, uh, she's kind of like confirming her Airbnb reservation in the car, and then she goes up to to the key box and. I'm, Opens the key box after getting getting the, uh, the code wrong the first time to find out there's no key in it. And so she calls the Airbnb company and it's like, uh, hey, I don't have a key. Like, what's going on? I kind of need a key. And they don't answer. So she goes and she sits back in her car. And then she, she sees like a light go on in there. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, there's someone in there. So she goes and she... Uh, uh, knocks on on the door and this guy uh, Keith opens it up and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing in my Airbnb?" And um, he's like, "No, it's my Airbnb." And she's like, uh, "Prove it." And he gets his like phone and shows that he also booked it. And then they're trying to like call the thing and, and no one answers. And they kind of make some small talk and you get like some real kind of creeper vibes from Keith 
partially, I think, I mean, he's played by Bill Skarsgård, right? So he's the clown from It. So, you know, she shows up, fucking It clown is in the house. And uh, he, he comes across uh, both tired. Yeah, Minky's like, he was tired and rapey. Kind of rapey. Um, he like offer uh, so first she's like basically saying like no I'll go wait out in my car and he's like really against that and uh, that comes across sort of as like no come into the rape house um, but we find out it's like the area of Detroit that she's in and especially when we get the daylight scene later uh, it's like really dilapidated and run down and there's no one there and he literally he's like I wouldn't fucking wait outside here you're gonna die um, so she decides to come in and he's like you want some tea? I want some tea. You should have some tea. Drink this tea. Man, it's kind of rapey. I drink the tea because I like tea. Yeah, Caitlin likes tea. Um, she would have. It clown would get Caitlin. Let's yeah. just, yeah. So right there. Um, they they kind of make some some small talk, and, and uh, he basically tells her that she should stay there. And he would, of course, sleep on the couch because he's a, a gentleman. She can have the um the bed and she's like i have this thing about clean sheets and he's like we can wash this sheet so they put the sheets in the like washer and she's like i'm gonna you know go take a shower because this car ride made me really dirty and he's like i get that so he waits for her to get out of the shower and then he's like hey i have this wine and we should drink it together i get that earlier when i tried to make you drink the tea you were pretty pretty confident that um I was I was gonna rape was you because like you tea. yeah no it was like well, moon tea you get after a rape this what is why pre moon death, death tea there's like a moon tea death moon tea death the one that Allison gives <laughs> Diana uh, he she was thinking this was Jeffrey Dahmer Halcyon tea yeah and he's I think now what is happening is he was just really groggy earlier and he was. He was you know he was like oh so you can wash me up in this bottle of wine she's like I don't really want anything to drink and he's like that's fine i'm gonna have this wine why are you in detroit and she's like oh i'm here for a job interview and he's like that's cool what is your job interview for and she's like oh i'm interviewing with this uh, uh documentary filmmaker or whatever um she did this piece on jazz and basically it's this really obscure director but keith basically says that oh i know who that is yeah this thing um, I know that director and she's like, why would you know this director? And then she's he, He's like, what's her next piece gonna be on and she's like, oh, it's about like, you know, these housing communities And she, He's like, oh my god, I'm like one of these housing community guys and she should interview me and stuff like that And it's like this is shot so well because Whatever it was like lion keepers or something. I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's a real thing or whatnot, but Anyway, uh, it clown basically through this, like you kind of, there's like sort of a charm about it and, and they're sort of having a meet cute, but it's under this pretense that it's like, well, while she was in the shower, was he like Googling her or she, he actually went out and got her suitcases earlier. So we were thinking maybe like he went through her stuff and like did some Googling and it was like trying, you get like this vibe that, that he's a creeper. Like that's what that's what we're supposed to get, and they even um, there's a cool part of it where they draw attention to this and and actually have the conversation about if the roles were reversed and she was already there, there's no way in hell that he would let her stay there. 
I mean, she would let him stay there, but since it's the other way around, it's like he has to offer it in a way, even though it's creepy. And we were even talking about, because at this point, all we know is this is a horror movie and there's a scary thing. We're like, oh, he's he's the it clown. He's an evil raper. And then we're like, what if it's a twist and she's the evil one? She's going to like mutilate him or, or something. Anyway, he goes to sleep on the couch. She goes to sleep in the in the bedroom, and then in the middle of the night, the door like creaks open, like you know, like paranormal activity. And she like is woken up by that, and she hears like faint muffled uh, screaming, like. Uh, Caitlin, when I'm asleep, what do I do? Basically that. Basically that. Yeah, I never remember my dreams, but apparently they're always horrible because I like moan and scream and go no no stop in in my sleep and stuff and kicking you doesn't help yeah and Caitlin then comforts me by kicking me um so anyway so this guy Keith does that so she goes and like stands over him and basically like shakes him awake and he's like oh fuck what what the hell are you doing and she's like did you open my door and he's like get the fuck away from me why would you just wake me up uh so anyway, they have that, and then she goes back to bed, and then we see another door further back, the door that goes down into, like, the basement, like, closes. So there's a third thing in the house, um, we learn. So the next morning, uh, they, they wake up. Keith is already gone, and uh, he leaves a test, like a, like a note, like, hey, um, I left you the key, but if you could, like come back and, and give it to me because I'm still going to be here and stuff. So you don't like lock me out, but like I had fun with you last night and we, you know, like we should continue our meat cuting. Um, earlier she had taken a picture of his license. I think when he went out to get her thing um, and we thought maybe she was going to Google him and find out he wasn't part of that thing or anything, but nothing ever really comes to that. So she goes to her interview um, and when she's at the interview, at least for the interview, we realize that this Brightmore district is, there's no one there. It is run uh, the, people the there. fuck it's down. No, we haven't seen any any other. I mean, it's obvious. It's dilapidated by crackheads. Well, I mean, it's Detroit. There's crackheads. I mean, this is, you know, it's just, it's a typical. Beta, of, just fuck you, Detroit. Close <laughs> shit <old. laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Like, uh, yeah. Donald Trump it. I don't think I'm Donald Trumping it. You are. It's Detroit. You just ruined off a whole <laughs> fucking city. Have you ever been to Detroit? Well, no, but they make cars there. And crack. Probably more crack than cars. Let's be real. I love you, Detroit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's the. I think it's it's called the Meth City or no Motor That's City. That's where we live. My bad. Yeah, we live yeah. We actually do. We probably move more meth than Detroit. Take that, Detroit. Mm, Southern Oregon represent. They probably have our meth there. Anyway, uh, it's run run the fuck down. There's no other thing. And it's really kind of funny seeing this one Airbnb that is actually somewhat maintained. And everything around it is a, quote, shithole. <laughs> Drax is like, yeah, fuck that shit. Drax, calm down. Drax. Calm down. No. You got to chill out, buddy. Um, so anyway, when she says that that's where she's staying at the job interview, Chick, she is like, What? They have an Airbnb there? Don't stay there. I'll buy you a hotel. You can stay at my house. Like, don't go back to Brightmore. You're fucking going to die. But she's like, ooh, the creepy it clown Keith is there. 
And, you know, yeah. I want to see oh, yeah. where, where it goes. Did you know that he can make his eyes move independently? No. Um, I so, didn't know that in drafts, no. Oh, you didn't know that? That was one of the the cool things from uh, It, like Pennywise does that at one point, and that's just because that was a talent that Bill Skarsgård had. He's way younger than I thought, by the way, looking. Really? Yeah. Oh. What? Younger I, than what? I mean, he's not like brother, I thought he was like closer to age to his brother. Oh, I don't know. Team uh, Eric. Team Eric, yeah. Fuck Bill. <laughs> that's funny because his name is Bill, Bill Skarsgård. No, we like Bill Skarsgård. Oh, we're talking about Vampire Bill needs to suck a dick. What is that? Eat a dick. But he's a vampire. Uh, so now dicks get blood? I don't know. What's going on in your head? I, I have no idea. Uh, so anyway, so this is the part where we find out that there's other people there. So she drives back and she's looking for, uh, you know, going up up to the thing. The key's in the lockbox in this uh homeless guy and i'm, I'm going to point out that he's black because i think this is uh something that that they were trying to do because there's a whole thing on uh in uh policing later and uh is she like half black or she's ethnic racially diverse racially diverse so and, and things so there is definitely a bad white cop thing later so i'm just pointing this out about the uh, yeah. this guy. So he chases her in the house and he's like, Rawr! he's like screaming crazy, crazy bullshit. And she's like fumbling with the key. She gets in, she locks, locks um, out. And then, you know, she notices uh, that that basement door is, uh, is, is open. And she's like, huh? So she goes down to the basement door. And when she goes down there, that door closes and locks her in from the inside, which they never tell us how that can be unlocked from down there, because obviously it can. Um, anyway, uh, so she gets she goes down there, and there's really not a lot in, in the basement to, to keep her interest. And, you know, she sees this little, like, uh, a window thing. She, she can't open, open it. And then she notices, what does she notice? Like light, like like she notices there's basically like what appears to be maybe a hidden door, and she starts moving stuff around and she finds a, a creepy rope behind a paint can. So she starts pulling it and it opens up this uh, hidden door. So when she goes in there, she finds this room where there's this room is fucked up. There's like uh a, a bed, an old like rusty bed with a super stained uh, mattress. It looks like the Hellraiser mattress that, that people were getting murdered on in the first Hellraiser. Uh, that is pointed at by a, a old school camcorder and there's like bloody handprints on the wall. So she's like, uh, I want to get the fuck out of here. It's like one of my ID network shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of those like I was trapped in a, someone's creepy basement for 10 years stories. Yeah. So anyway, so Keith, it clown, arrives. Um, he gets back. So she's like beating on the door, like, help, you know, save me. And uh, he comes and opens it, almost gets locked down there. And then he tells her about uh, what it is. And this is another part where, again, we're, we're thinking he has to be bad at this point because he's like, no, let's go down there together and check it out. And she's like, no, I want to get the fuck out of here. We're, we're leaving. And he's like, no, I'm just going to go down there. I'm, I'm going to look. You stay here and wait for me. Or better yet, come down with me. He said there's a creepy mattress. Like, huh? mattress? 
Um, so he demands that she stay there and he, uh, he goes down and he goes down and is down there like way too long, way too long. So she like starts yelling for him. Doesn't, it doesn't hear him. So she decides to, to go down there. And at, at this point, like I would have pieced the fuck out. Like, he was kind of cute. I want my hang around with it. He wasn't that cute. No, but I wouldn't just leave just yet. I'd give it another minute or two. Though. I yeah, I I would be leaving and at least calling the police. You're kind of a pussy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm also alive. I would survive this movie. There's would a lot. Oh yeah, I would have pieced the fuck out. I would have died with the moon tea. Yeah, I wouldn't have got my keys out and the homeless man that was coming to warn me not to go into the house, newsflash, he's a good guy, um, he would have warned me and I've been like, all right, homeless man, let's get the fuck out of here. But anyway, uh, she kind of goes down a little bit and she hears him go like, help, help me, I'm a creepy geek clown down here. And she's like, oh, I better go down here. So she goes down. Um, was this the mirror? scene where like she like gets the mirror going with the darkness or, or something no, you're i don't know at, at some point she like moved a mirror to shine light down this corridor i think that's when she found the thing before no. well anyway so she goes down there and she finds out that at the end of that hallway like right past the creepy camcorder room there is a hidden another hidden door that opens into a staircase and when she looks down there she hears scree uh Scream, <laughs> Keith screaming again for help. So she goes down the fucking tunnel, and again, like I've known you for a day, I'll I'll go get help. I'll I'll call nine one one. I'll do that. I am not going down the creepy staircase. Yeah, but you're kind of a pussy. Yourself. Yeah, yeah, but I am alive. Yeah. Um, you know what's sad is in the movie Chronicle, great fucking movie. Like they go down a creepy hole and all get superpowers as a result of it. I wouldn't have got the superpowers because I wouldn't have gone down the creepy hole. Yeah, but uh guess what? Keith <laughs> didn't get superpowers. So she goes down there, she finds Keith, and Keith, and again, like everything he says is it, it's done so well because you're like really thinking like he's trying to get her. He's like, No, we can't go back towards the exit that you just came from because there's someone else down here. Please, you got to come with me. And he's, well, like, so pulling her. The person we eventually find isn't around that exit, so that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's two things that don't make sense in this movie. That is one of them. Yeah, and the other, the other one makes less sense. This this is just weird, you know, so he got bit on the leg, apparently, so he's running around. So like, something else is down here, and she's like, like, no, I'm not going with you. You may or may not be a rapist. And then uh, this naked barbarian woman, we'll call her, uh, shows up and she just bashes Keith's head in. Big old saggy boobs. Yeah, big old saggy boobs. And then she turns towards the camera and a different movie starts. And it's it's like such a, you're like, what the fuck? And we went in again, like blind. We had no idea. Uh, we only knew the premise was two people show up at the same Airbnb. So all of a sudden, now what we are treated to is uh, Justin Long in the car, and he's singing. He's having a good time. And this this scene was great, uh, just like the the way that he's so high high on life and doing this stuff. And immediately, uh, I think that car driving fun scene that he has, he's super likable uh, right off the bat, which is great because. The next like 
30 minutes, he becomes increasingly more and more and more and more and more and more unlikable. Um, I, I think that's a great way to do a, do a character arc. So anyway, he is an actor. Um, and there is uh, a television pilot that he recommended an actress for, and then the actress hits his agent, calls him in the while well, he's in the car. So all this is done on a car phone. Um, Which the, also the I actress says the yeah. oh you couldn't hear yeah because it's, it's convertible at the top down and there's no way that you will hear any of this. So. That's true, um, but anyway, uh, so he has basically a rape allegation. And it's going to come up the the next day. So we get him uh, going home and then basically making a bunch of phone calls and trying to get his affairs in order. He uh, meets with his like financial planner to figure out how at the rate that he's spending money, how much until he's broke, you know, especially with like legal fees coming up. And it's basically decided that he needs to sell uh, off assets so he can continue to live in California. So we find out that he owns a rental property in and Detroit. Also his financial advisor talks to him for being a raper. Yes, his financial. An accused raper, but I think. An accused raper. And definitely at this point, like. You kind of believe that he's. You're, you're still, you're on the, it turns yeah. out like he's a piece of shit. But at this point, you're, you're still with him. You're on the Justin Long side. You're like, I, I, I like you. I, I kind of like to think he's his Randy St. Their uh, character from uh, Zach and Mary make a porno, but he's he's probably not. Anyway, what? Oh, uh, so he leaves to go to Detroit uh, when this story breaks, and he call his lawyer calls him or calls his lawyer, and it's like, why? Why do I hear you're leaving the state? Like, like that he makes you look lawyer, guilty. And then he tells him he's left the state. Oh, that's right. And he was like, well, that makes you look guilty. And he's like, well, unless you want to work pro bono, I am here to sell some property so I can pay you. So he goes to stay at the rental property he owns after stopping at the property management company um, to, to find out like the last time it was rented or whatnot, which like. He doesn't stop anymore. He just goes there. Yeah, but you see something? He met that chick. Or was that on the phone? It was all on the phone. It's all on the phone? Okay. He, he goes to the place and then he sees that there's... He finds some suitcases, so he calls he her. Calls. Yeah. yeah, you fictionalized the whole scene in your head. Well, it's been a, it's been a little little bit you since we saw it. I did. Just not as a walrus. Uh, <laughs> no, Shut don't. up. Between that and little Nikki, I want to stab you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so he goes, he finds that there's people's shit in the house. He calls the rental company. Not literal shit. <laughs> well, okay. Um, the backpack and a laptop, which he tries to like unlock her laptop. And he just chucks. And he just throws it across the room. It's hilarious. Uh, there's a lot of just great Justin Long bits in, in this. Yeah, uh, if you don't like Justin Long, hands. you won't like this movie. Yeah, but he calls and he has this phone call with the property management company about like, um, there's this stuff here. Was the last time someone left here? Why didn't someone find this? And they're like, oh, we only uh, send somebody to clean it when when a new person books it, and there's no new bookings, so no one's cleaned it. And he's like, well, that's ridiculous. What if they trashed the place? And he's like, well, did they? He's like, no, but and then like she hangs up on him. Um, so he's there 
And uh, what? Fun fact. Yeah. The lady that voices this person. Justin the, Long. No, the property manager. Oh. She is other parts in this movie as well. Oh, is she the weird naked chick? No. Oh, okay. Is she the black guy? No. Who is she? Well, you haven't gotten there yet. I'll tell you when you get there. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, for some reason, he goes down to the basement. I don't remember why. Because he sees, oh, because the, it was open. And he wonders why the fuck it was open. Oh, because they propped it open with a door, or with a chair. <laughs> they propped the door open with a chair. So he sees that, and he's like, what the fuck's going on here? So he goes down here, and this is what I was saying. He says, sees the mirror that was set up to shine light down the, the thing. So he goes down there, and this is my favorite part of the whole thing. And he's, like, realizing there's more space down there. So he runs upstairs, and he's getting on his laptop, and he's doing research about if he can... <laughs> claim uh an unfinished business or an unfinished basement rather as square footage he finds out he can't really claim it as square footage but he can claim it as an increase in total living area so he runs down there with a tape measure and he's measuring that hallway and then he looks and he sees the room with like the bloody mattress and bloody handprints and the camcorder and he's just like oh my god there's even more room. And he starts measuring that room. Um, and it's just like, he sits on the bed at one point. Like, it's just, it's just it's so funny. It's hard to describe. Well, then he notices that there's the staircase that goes down and he hooks his tape measure on that. And he like runs down there all giddy using his phone as a, as a flashlight um, to, to like measure out more of the square or square footage. And then he sees like light coming from this room because like a TV's on. And he starts saying, like, hello, I'm Justin Long, not a rapist. Um, and he pokes his head in that room and he sees uh uh sees that it's uh it's like a lactation video. And at that moment, I knew that that lady was gonna breastfeed Justin Long. And that is also the property manager, the lady in the video. Oh, weird. I wouldn't have thought they would have made that video. They made that video. Interesting. The movie, movie stuff is always so interesting to me. It was like, why wouldn't she just use a lactation video? I guess you'd have to pay licensing rights or something like that. So it's just easier to make your own lactation video like it's the Pioneer Day. That's what I'm going to do for our money after I'm pregnant. I mean, after I give birth. I see we just monetize Mickey's podcast. Only fans, lactation videos. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Um... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we missed a scene in here, and I think it's well, you're important. You're going scene by fucking scene. My God. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. It's a full uh, spoiler review. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, but we missed a scene. Uh, before he goes down there and ends up getting breastfed, uh, he went out that night to a bar with oh, his yeah. friend. And I, I say this is important because the friend asks him, like, hey, it's me, your old friend dipshit uh what really happened with you and that chick and he was like well first she told me no but you know how persuasive i can be or some shit like that he basically admits to raping her so now we're less on the uh, uh, the justin long train he doesn't come straight out and say it but you you he says it in a way that you're like you think less of him so you went from liking him to like half maybe even lower 10%. How could it not be lower because he talks about she says no at the start. Well, he doesn't, he, he comes across as douchey, but not no. as douchey as he does later. He gets worse, is what I'm trying to say. No. 
he does get he worse. Well, yeah, but he immediately falls to the bottom of the pit. Okay, he falls to the bottom of the pit. We're off the Justin Long train. It has left the depot. Um, so he, uh, anyway, so now when he's down there, he sees the lactation video. The, uh, the barbarian, as we'll call her, like, starts to try to attack him. And he, like, runs away. And he's, like, running from her and stuff. And he ends up falling into a pit. And guess who's in the pit? Tess. Andy. <laughs> Andy's always in the pit. Parks and Rec reference. We've referenced that across two different podcasts now. Oh, yeah. It's like that's the through line of our whole show. Andy's the shit. Yeah. We, Andy, we're big Chris Pratt fans. Um, Pratt <laughs> So anyway, uh, Tess tells him that, that the woman wants to basically uh, mother them, right? So she come, he, she like sticks a bottle down there and, and Tess is like, drink it, drink the bottle. You got to drink from the bottle. And like she drinks from the bottle. Um, but uh, Justin Long won't dr drink from the bottle, so the mother like yanks him up uh, from from the pit, leaves the pit open. So this is important for because it allows Tess and Avenue to get out, and she carries him back to lactation room, and we get a wonderful scene where Justin Long breastfeeds on a barbarian woman. So that's that's in this movie that we weren't prepared for. Um, so Tess. Uh, Happen. Well, we knew it as soon as we saw the lactation, but when we w put on the movie called Barbarian about two people staying in the same Airbnb, did you say, like, oh, you know what's going to probably happen in this movie is Justin Long is going to breastfeed on a cave woman. It's more disturbing than you think to see a grown man breastfeed. On a cave woman? On anyone. Okay. I mean, she could be an attractive model, and it would still be disturbing. It was pretty disturbing. Um... Anyway, so she goes uh, and she's able to backtrack her way out, uh, and she ends up in the basement, which is now the chair is gone. Uh, so she's locked in there again. So she breaks out that basement window and she crawls out and she stumbles down the street and she uh, um, finds a gas station and she calls the police and the officers come and this is when i was saying like so the white officers come uh to the racially diverse tests and they they are just like having none of her they're like you're are you on drugs are you wasting the police's time you know they're doing all the like just shitty officer stuff um and uh, she she manages to convince them to go back to the house and they basically um say that uh you know they should cite her for breaking that window and, you know, she's obviously on drugs and they refuse to go in the house um, and they uh, get another call for important police work and they they drive away. Now, she is uh, wanting to, to go back in and, and save Justin Long. Um, but what uh, what happens now is a third movie starts. <laughs> so we get a flashback. When back do you think that flashback was what uh 70s. 70s okay so 70s and we have the original owner of that house frank and we see carlos. well frank carlos carlos frank carlos frank yeah uh we see um kind of the inside of the house and it's all in 70s stuff and, and he lives there and then um we we kind of see all the not uh, the houses next to it you know not being dilapidated and he uh leaves and he goes to the hardware store to buy some raping equipment uh and then he sees someone on the way home 
uh, and he ends up stalking her. And then he puts on a jumpsuit that says Carlos on it and goes and knocks on the door and says like, oh, I'm a, what, what kind of repairman did he say he was? He was checking electric or plumbing, something like that. That's right. Well, you to check the electric, you often shut up. Uh, so he goes in and basically he you makes only ex- did it clogging the plumbing. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, he uh, he goes in and he makes uh, an excuse to basically go check water in the bathroom, and then he unlocks the bathroom window. Um, and oh, the dress that the girl that was wearing there—where did we see the dress earlier, or do we see it later? I don't remember. It's a cute flower dress. It's a cute flower dress. Any, anyway, um, it turns out that Frank and he goes back home, and he's still in his Carlos the Raper outfit. And he talks to his neighbor while he's wearing it. It's really weird. And the neighbor's like, oh, we're going to move. This neighborhood's going to shit. And Frank's like, I will never leave. And he doesn't. So Justin Long, so now we're back in the the present, um, gets away from the barbarian. Do you remember how? Because I don't remember how. He gets away. But something happened. He, he, He runs away. Tess goes back down in there. Uh, to go to go after him. Uh, so Justin Long ends up finding like a weird bell system. Uh, he goes and oh, did the bla- did the black guy end up talking to her at this point? Yeah. Yeah. So after the police left, all right, this is a little all over the place. A lot of stuff happened. Um, the black guy, the homeless guy, who turned out. He he used to live there, but he knows about the creature that comes out of there night, and she wants to go back in. And he's like, what? Are you crazy? You need to get out of here with me. And she's like, no, I need to save him. And he's like, whatever the fuck you're going to do, you better do it uh, while it's still light out, because when it's dark, she comes out. And she's like, I'm going to go back in there. And he's like, there's worse things in there. Anyway, so then she goes back in. Um, so Justin Long is running around. He finds like a bell system. And when he finds the bell system, she stops following him because we think he's going to walk into the area where there's like a worse thing. And there is a worse thing because it's Frank. But Frank is bedridden ridden and uh, looks like he has like esophageal cancer or something like that. And uh, uh, he like mumbles and points and uh, Justin Long's like, what? what do you want? You want some water? Like, here's some water for you. And uh, uh, Justin Long like... Uh, moves a, a desk over closer to him because he, the guy keeps motioning at it, but we can't figure out like what he wants. So she's like, he's like, I don't know what you want. I'm going to get you out of here. Here, here's your desk. And then he sees in the background, there's this VCR and all these tapes and all the tapes are just like, uh, some of them have women's names and some of them have like lady from the gas station or the blind girl or blah, 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 blah. And Justin Long puts one in and it's, uh, it, it's basically, it's implied that, uh, he was abducting and keeping uh, women down there and like raping them and stuff like that. When he turns around, Frank has pulled or pulled, pulled out from that bedside table a gun and he shoots himself in his head. Uh, and um, Justin Long grabs the gun. Let's talk about the gunshot. Not an impressive gunshot. Well, this this one was fine. No, it's, you still would have been it should have been louder, especially when you're in an underground tunnel system. Like in, in a minute, uh, Justin Long fires the gun and it's like, it should have been much louder down there. 
Well, anyway, uh, Tess. Not like guns or anything. Yeah, Tess is running around there trying to find Justin Long. Justin Long is now walking around with a gun. He turns a corner. Tess is moving, so he shoots her. Um, so she gets uh, shot in the gut, and uh, uh, Justin Long gets her and helps her get up, and like uh, is is trying to help her um, get out. And then, uh, no, does he not? Does she think she's dead? Somehow they get separated again, don't they? He doesn't give a fuck about anybody. I don't know. Maybe they just think she's dead. Something, anyway. He shoots her. He he goes to 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 get out, or the, maybe the mother is coming, and he goes, Hi. I don't remember. Anyway, Tess manages to get out, uh, manages to get in her car, and now it's like dark, and the barbarian kicks out the front door and like runs at her car and she slam like runs her over with the car like pins her against the side of the house and then uh um no that's when she gets shot she does all that first right shit this is yeah it's jumbled she does uh, all that first because then she goes in then she goes him. down to save him and that's when she gets shot so rearrange those things that i said and put them in an order that makes sense justice long justice yeah. long <laughs> he gets out gets the wait, gun wait, wait. for back, justice like just, just, just as long just, no just as long. just as long gets the gun um yeah. she uh runs over the mother goes down to save him he comes out, accidentally shoots her, then helps her out. When they get out, they realize that she is not, the mother isn't, uh, was what they call her in the credits, the barbarian, whatever, isn't pinned to that car anymore. Um, so she's like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. So they're they're trying to get away and they're, they're going down and then the homeless man uh, jumps out from behind a bush and it's like, hey, uh, come in here so I can give you some backstory on, uh, you know, we, we got to have uh, an exposition dump. And they're okay. There sounds like a good time for an exposition dump. So they go in uh, to like this factory thing and um, they're, it's by a water tower or whatever. And he's like, yeah. So basically that's what you get when, uh, when someone kidnaps women and rapes them and then they have babies and then he rapes those babies and like the babies grow up and that's all incest baby rape. <coughs> uh, you get this and they're like, Oh, but are we safe here? And he's like, yeah, she's never come in here before. And just then she appears behind him and she rips the homeless man's arm off and beats him to death. Uh, be a great time for Justin Schlong to shoot her, but he doesn't remember he has a gun. So they run out and they decide that the smartest thing for them to do is to run up the staircase, spiral staircase leading to the top of the water tower. So they run up there and she follows and it, it gets to the point where they're, they're coming up. Uh, Justin Long has made it to the top. Uh, Tess, who's bleeding a lot, is just getting to the front and she's right behind. So Justin Long, oh, Drax doesn't like this part. Stop. Is like, there's still a chance I might live. Oh, he tries to take get the gun out and it falls. And then he says, there's still a chance I might live. So he takes Tess and he just yeets her off the side of the fucking water tower into the street. And then says, save your baby to the, the thing. And she swan dives off. 
Now, I did actually study physics. So if I – You sound like a douche, douche. <laughs> I didn't study physics, and you can fucking see that this part is bullshit. Yeah, this part is bullshit is what I'm saying. So he throws her off. Oh, then he nice. says something to the barbarian. Then the barbarian leaps off, and somehow she doesn't hit the ground before uh, – Fucking the falling barbarian exceeds the the speed of the force of gravity to get underneath her and save her from the impact of hitting the ground, basically. Um, because when Justin Long goes back down, uh, Tess is on top of the barbarian, not the other way around. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, what would you do at that point, Caitlin? If you're Justin Long? Well, run away. Run away. You have a gun now because you picked the gun up when you went down there. Yeah, you always shoot the barbarian. Always. Uh, but he doesn't. Turns out they're both alive, actually. So Tess kind of uh, is like, hey, uh, I'm still alive. And he's like, I'm not a bad person. And we're like, you're, you're a bad person. And then we find out that the oh, mother is. Talk about the emotional moment where he was. Talking with the homeless guy in her state, and you think that maybe he's going to do like. Yeah, you think he's going to 180. I didn't talk about that. Oh, but. well, you should, because he thought. He's, there's this moment where you think that maybe Justin Long is kind of redeemable and he's sorry for raping. Yeah. And he's not, because clearly. Then moments later, he yeets fucking Tess off of a building. And then. He's um, not 20. He doesn't do where he eats the word he eats. <laughs> okay. Uh, but then um, the barbarian stands up and picks Justin uh, Long up by the head and. Pokes her finger, fingers through his eyes and like tears him apart, and then uh, Tess um, ends up like stroking the mother's hair and then shoots her in the head, and then we kind of get the ending of this as she staggers uh, back uh, towards the gas station and the sun comes up. Um, overall, I think this is a really good movie. I, I had a lot of fun watching this. It's one that I don't think it would be good on second watch because so much of it is just a what the fuck that makes it successful. Uh, I would say basically starting at the ripping off of the homeless man's arm and beating to death, death the rest of the movie is, is pretty like. It's like they gave up a little. I just don't think they know how to finish it. Uh, we, we were talking about this, and I think like. If, if you wanted to make a, a movie that the ending's going to stick in your craw and really, really fuck with you, like you could have done something with like uh, Justin Long goes down there and then uh, like the, the barbarian is dead and he thinks Tess is dead. So he like leaves and goes and like calls the police and the two douchey cops show up. But then we find out that Tess didn't die and she staggered back and she's like, about to like stab Justin Long or something and those cops like shoot her and then we could have a montage about how he gets off on his rape charge or whatever and you would have like he was the true villain of the movie thing right like I think something like that would have been a like a, a better ending Drax I, don't eat that churro that's mom's churro Drax I I like that she. You like Justin Long dying because we hate him and he sucks and he should die. Typically, I like things where fucked up shit happens at the end. But I don't know. They made him so unredeemable. I didn't want him around. Yeah, I just, I just think, uh, I, I think they were going 
in a direction with this movie and then they were afraid of their own ending because i think setting him up to live was the direction yeah fair yeah and probably you'll come to find out there was probably an ending where he did live and everybody's like oh my fuck no so they changed it yeah but i'm mean, gonna st stick with that stick with that uh that ending um i mean if you're making you're going through so far as to uh you know, make a lactation video for your movie. You might as well, 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 do it. Uh, what's a like? What else have we come out? Have we watched recently? Like horror movie wise, that came out this year. The only other thing I can oh, think of was that it. Ethan Hawke one, The Black Phone. Oh yeah, you like that. I like that right? one. I, you fell asleep during it. Um, it's also like every show I ever watch. I know, right? Uh, let's see. So this is the guy who made this. His name is Zach Krieger, and this was his directorial debut. So I think I, I will definitely watch whatever. You'll watch it even Justin Long. I didn't even know Justin Long was in this. I'm seeing this director. Yes. I'm, I'm excited for whatever he makes next. Um, I don't see anything. <laughs> What's weird is like. He has some other direct, uh, one other directing credit for the Civil War on Drugs, where he played Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I kind of want to know about that. Justin Long could play Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, or or a fucking walrus. Well, I hate you. <laughs> what if what if they remade Little Nicky with Justin Long? Would that be the worst movie ever? Anybody that's listened to this, <laughs> this is, Paul dies tonight. This is my last podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so this movie was a lot of fun. Again, it's on HBO Max right now. <laughs> yes, Mickey, it sure is. Uh, so it's a it's a pretty easy one if you have HBO Max. Uh, give give it a watch. Like uh, hopefully before you listen to this podcast because. Uh, it spoiled the whole movie for you, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we enjoyed watching this one. We're looking forward to uh, the next Zach Krieger uh, production. Later. The Walrus and the Carpenter, or the story of the Curious Oysters. Of the sea, shining with all his might. He did his very best to make the billow smooth and bright. And this was odd because it was the midnight of the night. The walrus and the carpenter were walking close at hand. The beach was wide from side to side, but much too full of sand. Mr. Walrus, said the carpenter, my brain begins to perk. We'll sweep this clear in half a year, if you don't mind the work. Work? <laughs> the time has come, the walrus said, to talk of other things, of shoes and ships and sealing wax and cabbages and kings, and why the sea is boiling hot and whether pigs have wings. Kalu Kalei, no work today.
oysters, come and walk with us. The day is warm and bright. A pleasant walk, a pleasant talk would be a sheer delight. Yes, and should we get hungry on the way, we'll stop and uh, have a bite. <laughs> but Mother Oyster winked her eye and shook her heavy head. She knew too well this was no time to leave her oyster bed. The sea is nice. Take my advice and stay right here. Mum said. Yes, yes, of course, of course. But uh, ha -ha, the time has come, my little friends, to talk of other things. Of shoes and ships and sealing wax, cabbages and kings, and why the sea is boiling hot, and uh, whether pigs have wings. Ha -ha. Kaloo, Kale, come run away. Where the cabbages and the kings. <laughs>